it, I will, I will be discreet. I will be respectful and not be rude. I acknowledge if I'm interested in buying an item, I will private message the person instead of haggling back and forth. I guess they have a lot of crap. So I said, yes, I understand. Sounds fair. Monkey? Yes. And we have a monkey. Yeah, two monkeys. Here. Monkey! Wow. Ha ha ha. Monkey! Stop thinking about monkeys! Oh boy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Living, Living the, the Scream! Scream. The behind the scenes of The, the Mummy and, and the Monkey, monkey show. show. Or also known as The Mummy and the Monkey's Hairy Scary Hangout. <laughs> uh, with your hosts. I'm Janet J, also known as Janet Decay the Mummy. That's right, and I'm James, also known as Grim Gordy the Monkey. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we are fresh off of our uh, April Cinema Wasteland uh, convention. Wow, Oof. what I mean, a show. Yeah, uh, this weekend, the past couple weeks were pretty uh, were pretty busy, to say the least. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, uh, but before we get into uh, exactly what went on and everything... Uh, we will start our um, our show off with a well-needed show shot. Um, which one's which here? Yeah, you, well, yours is my. Your, your, mine looks like uh, you know Jaegermeister, and yours looks like Jack Daniel. So I think that's well, what it's confusing me because you put it in a fireball shot glass. Well, mine has a little jungle scene on it, so you know. It is what it is. So it is not fireball. I don't have fireball. So thank goodness. I hate that stuff. It's got to be Jack Daniels. All right, then. Ready? Ready. All right. One, two, three. Wasteland. All right. Hmm. Ah. Some dribbled down my chin. Oh boy. That didn't sound right. Mine's out of the gutter. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna crack open a, a Bud Light here. Ah. Kind of wash that shot down. It's Ooh, a rough. Refreshing. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, like we said, we're uh, uh, Cinema Wasteland was April sixth, seventh, and eighth this uh, spring. Yes, twenty eighteen, and we are uh, today's April 9th, twenty eighteen. That's right. We are sitting in in the comfort of our little cozy living room with the orange uh, pumpkin lights in the fireplace. Yeah, the uh, blow molded plastic pumpkins. And Jack the cat decided to join us. Our black cat Jack is, uh, yeah, is uh, investigating, seeing what's going on. He's just talking, but not touching him. So come here, buddy. I'll pet him. Um, you know these cats—they uh, always want attention. He's about to knock stuff off of the edge <laughs> of uh, the the coffee table here. And it's uh, all about meow. Well, it's like that flat Earth theory people are talking about. If the Earth was really flat, cats would have knocked everything off the edge of it already. So. Earth, Earth can't be flat. <laughs> oh, here come the burps right uh -oh, off the bat. There Sorry. we go. Off to a good start, I hey, suppose. It's been a while. So this is actually the second show we're taping. Uh, we have another one uh, that I'll be, I'll be putting out. Uh, I believe this is episode 35 right now, and 34 I'll be working on um, both tonight and have them both up uh, for this week. So if you hear the show before this, uh, you'll hear um, my brother and his family, my brother Joseph and his family, his wife and his two children, we're uh, uh, visiting from Germany. He lives over there, and uh, if you're listening to these things in order, then you already have heard that interview or that uh, discussion we would have with him and played some of his rap songs. He does uh, mm -hmm. uh, some uh, work for a charity over in Germany, but uh, as a side hustle, as sort of a hobby, uh, he does uh, rap music, and um, he, yeah. he records, writes, his, writes and records his own tunes. And uh, if you didn't hear that episode, then go back to the one before this, which I believe is episode 34. Um, but, um, check that out. It is, uh, one we recorded just, yeah, a, a few weeks ago in March. Right. And, um, Indigo Child. That's his rap name, Indigo yes. with an A instead of an I. Right, so, uh, yeah, listen to the last show of the program and, uh, get caught up on that, get hip to the hype, mm -hmm. yo! And, uh, but right now we are going to talk about the happenings, the craziness that was Cinema Wasteland April 2018. Mm, there mm, was mm. a lot going on, and I think people were so cooped up all winter, and we've had a rough winter. And it even today, April 9th, there was a tiny bit of snow outside. Yeah. Um, it's just not letting up, but hopefully it gets warmer. Yeah, 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 we're hoping. So I had little flurries today uh, outside. I saw, you know, at work I saw some uh, snow falling. Crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But um, just like that Prince song, sometimes it snows in April, so. But I think, yeah, a lot of people were just wanting to get out and do something and go party. Mm. Yeah, so this wasteland had uh, 
you know, a, a decent turnout from what I could tell. Uh, we've been there as the Mummy and the Monkey, of course. Uh, we have our own little table there. We have for the past three years or so. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's starting to, you know, get go faster and faster as far as, you know, when these events, you know, the, the time, time is passing. It's crazy. So we got like... You blink and six months go by. Yeah, technically we got less than six months to the next one. And before you know it, it'll be here like that. And I can't wait. Um, but anyway, we've been there. We sell our t-shirts. Uh, we have some buttons. We just got made up... Uh, uh, our DVDs, um, nightlight stuff that our friend Tony, Tony and Beller and his sister April Beller make for us. Yeah, um, they do great work. They, uh, we, you know, we've had some uh, lunch boxes made by them, nightlights. Yeah, uh, mummy and monkey bangs. ones. With all, all mummy and monkey branded. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we really thank them again from the bottom of our hearts for doing that for us. We really appreciate it, and the fans like it, and this stuff sells, and it's really fun. So um, to to have that kind of thing to offer them. Uh, we have ones that are always looking for new stuff too, so we got a uh, we got a couple of things in the works uh, that we want to get out. Um, patches. We've had people ask about. Sorry. A new a new T-shirt. Um, T-shirts, um, new designs, and then kid sizes. People want kid sized T-shirts. Yeah. So we might do that. Uh, have a have a cute little design for the shorties. Yeah, a little mummy monkey T-shirts. Maybe even ones with just a monkey and a mummy on it. You know, for a little boy, a little girl. Mm -hmm. We'll come up with some stuff. You know. And uh, oh yeah, patches. We were trying to get patches for this wasteland, but we couldn't get them in time. I was kind of shopping around, and and patches are pricey. Um, yeah. But we did have exclusive, like, brand new buttons that were a convention um, exclusive release. I'll probably put them online, too, at some point. Um, and what else? Oh, we had DVDs for half off. Normally, they're 10 We had them for 5 bucks that weekend. And yeah. It's like any retail thing. It's all about the price point, you know. Uh, we have friends of ours, uh, Wood Cremation, uh, Jackson and Stephanie, and they make... Uh, uh, a lot of things out of wood and, you know, like cabinets. But the one, they're their biggest sellers, they make uh, wood coasters, table coasters, you know, drink coasters. Uh, and imagine a, like a, a sort of a roundish piece of wood, you know, shaped as a, you know, like a coaster would be. But it's got an, like an embossed area where you put your cup or can. And at the bottom of that, there's a laminated picture of, um, you know, from a horror movie. Like one of your, you know, Freddy Krueger or... Jason, you name it, they have a ton of different uh, images that they use, and they're pretty much all horror movie related. But uh, those are priced at about five bucks, and they sell a ton of those. Oh yeah, it, it's that Ooh. price point. Mm -hmm. Oh, five bucks? Sure, I'll buy it. Yeah, it's an um, easy thing to take away. So I noticed last Wasteland the DVDs didn't sell as much, and I thought maybe people weren't into the DVDs anymore. But this weekend, that was like our best seller, I think, the DVDs and the buttons. Yeah, I think people still like physical media. And don't forget, that's a show. Cinema Wasteland is a, you know, a grindhouse drive-in memorabilia, you know. Independent. Uh, indie film type of show. Yes. So uh, even if you don't have a movie there, because our movies, we don't have movies technically. We have episodes of our show, which contain a movie, um, like a, a public domain or type of B movie, Z-grade movie. People still... Um, you know, buy them, I think, for that aspect of it because it's, it's an independently made uh, production. And uh, some of the DVDs that we have for sale, the, some of those episodes are not on YouTube right. or there's, like, bonus content that you're not going to find on YouTube. So I think that was a selling point as well or for right. people that just would rather watch it old school and pop a DVD in the DVD player. Yeah, there's one episode uh, where Cliff sings a song uh, by Jim Neighbors. Hot Dog Heart, that's not on YouTube. Um, I think the episode's up there, but that was taken out because of content or whatever. But anyway, um, but yeah, some things are on the DVDs that you can't get uh, on YouTube, and Whoa. some of the episodes just aren't on YouTube. So yeah, there's a couple of episodes that were taken down by YouTube because even though it's a cop, it's a uh, they were public domain movies that we were showing. Right. People were claiming it was theirs, and they ended up taking it down. Right. So most of the time, as long as I can prove it's public domain, it gets dropped, and I'll I'll file a dispute. But, um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want our account taken down. So so right. sometimes I just let it go and don't fight too much on it. Yeah, we're trying to play by the rules as much as we can. It, it's tempting to, to use other things because it. It just feels right, uh, even though it might not be technically right. We're not looking to make... That's the other thing. We don't monetize a lot of the things either. Our YouTube channel is not monetized. Right. Um, it was at first, and we made a whole, like, five bucks. 
Wow. Which we didn't even get because right. um, you have to make at least $100 for Google to send you a check. Yep. And for you to even be monetized, you need um, 1,000 subscribers and 40,000 views. Wow. Right now, we have our channel total, I think, was close to 30,000. And we're getting close to the we're getting closer to the thousand subscriber mark. Yay! Hopefully we get there before the end of the year, but hopefully maybe more cl uh, closer to the middle of the year. It would be nice to see that. So if you are listening to our show and you want to know more about the Mummy and the Mon Monkey, you can find us at themummyandthemonkey.com. That's right. So uh, you go there, you click on that link, and it'll take you to all the little wonderful places we are on the World Wide Web. If you come to our YouTube channel, uh, please subscribe to it, uh, like it. Uh, comment uh, and share it. I mean, that's what it's there for. Um, we are here to entertain you. That's right. Well, and the crazy thing is, and I, I was just thinking about this while you were talking, I have close to 5,000 Facebook friends from all these different conventions we've gone to. You know, friends of friends will add us, and I'm just like, oh, sure, whatever, uh -huh. I'll be your friend. Um, so if all these 5,000 Facebook friends would subscribe to our YouTube, yeah. we'd, be, we'd be good. Well, get it. why don't you just PM <laughs> each one of them individually? I should. You should. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be marvelous. That'd be marvelous. Uh, yeah, but we're trying to uh, uh, come up with more content. And if you've been listening to the show and you're following our show, or if you haven't, um, we started doing a live streaming show uh, called "The Mummy and the Monkeys Harry, Harry Scary, Scary Hangout. Hangout." Yeah, it's a it's a YouTube show that we do Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. 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 And. Um, <laughs> It, it, you know, it goes on for about an hour, hour hour or two, and it gets archived to YouTube. So if you don't see it the night of, uh, which we encourage you to, because then you can chat with us. Uh, you can comment on what's going on. We read your uh, your chat conversations, um, jokes, anything you want to tell us. Uh, uh, we Again, so there's like this really fun interaction between the horror host and the uh, viewers while we show bits and skits of ours. And this Friday the 13th, April the 13th, Friday night, 10 p.m., we're going to show our first movie on the Harry Scary Hangout format. Yay! And the movie is? Voodoo Black Exorcist. Trust me, you've never seen it, and you might now want you might want to unsee it once you see it. But Oh, um, we've talked about that, I think, on a previous podcast. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we will actually play a movie um, for this Friday's live show. Now, we did play um a frankenstein movie a couple weeks ago for our live show but it was it was a thomas edison silent movie so i mean i guess technically it could be considered a movie but it was only 20 minutes long it, it, chopped it, up. it was like maybe 15 minutes long it was yeah. short um which is fine because we wanted to start with something shorter and kind of work our way into a feature movie right we're still working the bugs out um this but this uh movie's gonna have sound effects in it you know we put some sound drop sound bites in it uh to liven it up because it's a little, I don't know, it, 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 it's not that it's boring, it's just, uh, it just has its own pace, let's put it that way. And uh, Friday, this past Friday at Cinema Wasteland, we did do our live show oh boy. on YouTube as promised. Um, however, we did take it down later. I know there were a lot of people wondering why it's not on YouTube anymore. Uh, for the people that were watching it when it was being broadcast live, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we had 150 people watching and 30 people chatting. It was great. I mean, so it, it, was, it was it was pretty cool. It was a pretty wild show too. I mean, we had multiple guests on. We had 42nd Street Pete, Ken Kish, the uh, promoter and pretty much the creator of Cinema Wasteland. He is the he is Cinema Wasteland. Yeah. So Ken um, and Pam Kish run Cinema Wasteland. 42nd Street Pete um, is an author. Is an author, writer. Among other things. Yes, and I used to work on 42nd Street, New York in the 1970s when it was real raunchy and nitty gritty. We had Evil Dead artists Tom Sullivan on. He jumped, he popped in. Uh, some other guests that came in. Um, some other filmmakers, things like that, independent filmmakers. But uh, we, we, we plan on using this footage. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to try to our best to edit some of it up, um, bleep where we can. Um, but uh, show some of those clips on this show. Oh, and Josephine, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. So, Who could forget? So we had um, a lot of good video, but, yeah, it was getting really raunchy where, um, yeah. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we put disclaimers out there and everything, and it was what Wasteland is all about as far as um, 
people being themselves and not holding anything back. Uh, we didn't want to censor anybody too much. We did put a disclaimer out before we broadcast that it would be more of an adult nature, or it could go that way. We weren't sure exactly where it would go. Didn't get too out of hand, but it was, you know, it was very fun for everyone involved. And we got a lot of good feedback as it went, but we went, we actually went home that night instead of staying the night uh, at the event and um, decided to take it down, but we downloaded it. We have it uh, saved, so we're able to edit it, and we'll probably more than likely show some of the clips. We're thinking about possibly more than likely perhaps showing <laughs> some of the clips this Friday night during our uh, movie, sh you know, when we, when we show the movie, so we need some stuff to show anyway that's not the movie, I think, so... Yeah, we could just show some highlights from yeah. it and just, yeah, like um, add it to this following episode. And I didn't even, when we started the YouTube Live last Friday, we didn't even label it Harry Scary hang Hangout. I think I labeled it like Cinema Wasteland right. Day One. Because I think I had it in my head where every day we would cover um, and go live, you know what I mean, and show the convention. Right. We would, we, would, we yeah. were so busy, I don't think we were able to even get to that point. Yeah, and I, I think we've said it was called the Harry Scary Hangout as we were going, but, you know, it wasn't labeled that. And anyway, it'll still become a part of the show. And you know what? The thing uncut might be available uh, at some of our appearances um, out and about at different venues. So if you're interested in getting the uncut version, we're thinking about releasing it. And uh, who knows? Just stay tuned. Keep a watch on us out there. Uh, I think it'd be, that would be more appropriate to sell. As a uh, as as an adult only, DVD. yeah, yeah, eighteen and up, and, and not you know, censor it. that type of thing, just because of the language. That's it. But anyway, but um, maybe we can combine that with some blooper reels or something yeah, well, to make it. We've always wanted to put together more a chunky a dump DVD, so that would so be perfect. They get more dump for their dollar. Yeah, that's right. So that, <laughs> it's about an hour long, and it was a lot of fun. And we want to thank everyone who participated because boy, it was off the chain, just like Wasteland should be. It was wild. It was it was really fun, uh, and uh, a lot of nice people. You know, it, it's like a big family reunion. A big um, demented family reunion. Exactly, but there was a little snafu with there were uh, lots of man. There was there was quite a bit of things that happened for the weekend. Yeah, so uh, so let's start let's start at the beginning. Let's say Friday we got there. Uh, we we set up Thursday night, um, and we're able to get the, our uh, our table set up. And running and ready to go for Friday's uh, festivities. So that worked out great because yep. normally we set up early Friday morning, and then it's a lot of come home, and, and, and so it's a lot of back and forth. It's just a lot, you know. You're just tired by then, you know. But uh, yeah, so we get there Friday, and usually, no, because okay, so here's the tradition: we set up Thursday night, and then we get there. Friday. Yeah, so we get there Friday to uh, start the show. It start it the doors opened at four o'clock for the people who uh, were like certain like three day pass holders. They let them in an hour early. To get first dibs on on the goodies there, mm -hmm. and uh, we're we're there. And I usually um, Ken is, Ken Kish, the promoter, has been nice uh, been nice enough to show one of our Mummy and the Monkey episodes. Uh, and usually we start. It was a five o'clock showing. Uh, this um, one was a six o'clock showing. Normally they play it at four or five, right when the convention opens. So really quick, so you understand too out there, and I'll, I'll get right back to you, Janet. Is that uh, one? There's several rooms to this convention. Uh, it's in a hotel, the Holiday Inn. In uh, uh, it's in on the, it's uh, in Strongsville, Ohio. In Strongsville, Ohio. Yeah. Yep. So one of the the main um, uh, dealer room is just all full of you know different dealers with uh, movies and uh, some the movie stars that were there, uh, you know, the celebrities. Uh, so anything for sale is in the dealer's room. Then there are two other rooms off to the side, uh, which um, they use to show uh, different things like uh, movies and, uh, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's almost like they have a little film festival right. going on That's what I'm during the convention. Right. And so there's, there's always something playing in these viewing rooms. So, right. So if you don't want to shop all day, you can go into one of these viewing rooms and catch a movie. They, you, when you walk in, you get a, uh, a program that tells you everything that's going on. They, they even have speaking panels. They'll pull some of the celebrities in um, that are signing autographs and stuff. They'll a lot time for them to speak uh, on a panel. And you'll get to uh, hear the uh, celebrity guests do like a Q&A and Q &A, stuff. Q&A. They talk about their career. Yeah, yeah. So there's entertainment between movies, uh, you know, celebrity panels, and merch for sale. It's really, really uh, a and really cool convention. Worth the money. And the after parties. Well, and then the after parties, which is a whole <laughs> different uh, 
thing. Things are turned up, but even more throughout the day. But anyway, so so not, I just wanted to set that up so people understand um, where where how it is. Yeah, because yeah. we have to explain why we went from one venue to the other. So so we go out of the dealer room Friday, and uh, we're going towards the viewing room because, because we usually host or, or introduce. They're playing one of our episodes in yeah. the viewing room, so we want to introduce ourselves, talk to the fans a little bit. Yeah, anyone who who shows up, we want to thank them for coming in to watch our our episode. Mm-hmm. Live or at Wasteland, you know, showing at Wasteland. So yeah, um, you know, had it had it started out with a good number of people in uh-huh. there, and as as we're walking, towards, but before we even got to the room, yes, but before we got to go <laughs> into the room to talk to anyone, we were pulled by hotel management because you have to exit the dealer room and you go into the lobby, and then the lobby, you know, obviously other there are other rooms off the corridors from the lobby. You so have to walk, pretty much walk through the lobby so to we, get to these other rooms. Right, so we exited the dealer room dressed as the mummy and the monkey. And bef- right before we got to the room th- that they're showing our, our episode. We, we were stopped in the lobby right before we walked into that room. Yeah. Um, hotel management stopped Grimm saying that you he, that anyone with a full face mask cannot walk around in the lobby. They have to take their mask off. And of course, I wanted to ask her where her mask, or, you know, why, why don't she take her we mask were, off? I, I was getting really ticked off because I've been going to this show for 10 years and we've been mummy and monkey there for four years. Yeah. So... We were explaining that we were vendors, we had a table, This, these are our characters, and right. we showed her our passes, like, we're not just some strangers walking when in. When she had no idea, okay, she doesn't know who the mummy and the monkey are, and I realized that. So and we, it's obviously new management. Well, and that's, but that's beside the point. Uh, these people are there to enforce rules that are brought to them, brought down to them by corporate, uh, you know, decisions. Um, she had no idea who we were, and that's understandable. Well, and I understand she's just trying to do her job, but it's right. still very frustrating when you've been going to the same show without any. But you're using issues. all of your own personal, you know what I mean, experiences where everything was smooth, right? But she has none of this history you're talking about. This could even, if, especially but, but, if it was our first but time the there. People that are working there should know that this show goes on twice a year, and they it's do. big money for the hotel. But that, ha- but but. Corporate policy trumps all of that. You know, if there's a certain type of thing they won't um, allow, then you have to abide by that. That's what the rules are for. Well, I want to write to the execs. I would like to. Well, I would wonder, like, I wonder, like, if somebody wanted to book a, like, an, a, like a cosplay convention there, they couldn't because you'd have to get dressed in in the ballroom. You couldn't be, walk, you couldn't walk in from your car with your costume on, full mask, from your car to the to the event room you have to wait till you get to the event room to put your that's kind of weird costumes are a pain in the butt to take on and take off right um and it's just well she said it's because of shootings and the recent things right. going on like the vegas stuff right she brought that up when we asked why but what was going on they go well because i've yeah. never heard of them wearing a mask well, again, that's not and, even... Look. But, but And here's another argument, and I know it's out of our hands, and it's out, it was out of her control. Right. But they don't have metal detectors. They're not checking your bags. Right. There are people walking with pit, you like, don't know pitchforks, what, fake guns. Yeah, you don't know what these yeah. people have in bags, their bags. Backpacks, With yeah. or without a mask. You don't right. know. But, Just because someone's wearing a mask? But, if, but, but obviously, if something happened, if you don't have... If you can be identified... That's all they would have, you know, at least they would have that. But if someone's wearing a mask, they'd be like, it was the guy and the girl a mask, okay, but that doesn't give us a description. Even if they said so-and-so, you know, they, they put my name out there, that could, must have been him. You really can't prove it. You'd have to go through some other so, means to prove things like that. When I have attended anime conventions in the past, okay. if you had, um, like, a big mask that covered everything, or if you had uh-huh. um, prop weapons... Anything like that, you had to go through cosplay registration. So you filled out a form with like your actual name and info and what your costume is, what your props are, and they would inspect everything to make sure you're cool. And at least they would have that. But ultimately, it all worked out in the end. She was totally understanding. Um, we even mentioned that we wanted to do our uh, our live streaming podcast or, uh, you know, video. YouTube. YouTube, uh, you know, YouTube thing. Uh, later that night, and she, when she, it was, it, it was funny because when she said, "Where are you going to do this?" I thought she was, in the, she wanted to know if we we're going to do it in the hotel, and I thought she was going to just shut that down entirely. Like, no, you can't stream live from this hotel. But what she wanted originally, she, we wanted to shoot the video in the lobby, right? And when we said that, she goes, "Well, you can't do that, but 
what you could do is she gave us a conference room. It was a really nice conference room. It was the butternut room. The butternut room. It was awesome. So it was a. <laughs> so if you get to see the video, if you if you're listening, and um uh, and it's not Friday the thirteenth yet, uh April thirteenth, um watch our show, and even if it isn't, just watch the archived one. But uh, you'll see the clips that we we post up here of um, the, the the interviews and stuff we did from the butternut room. You kind of see what the the vibe was going on there. It was really fun. Um, I just wish we knew in advance sure. that this was going on. So if we couldn't go in the lobby with your mask, we could at least plan for the butternut room and have a sign on the door and try to promote it more. Right. But, well, who knew that? But so here's another funny thing. It was kind of interesting and a sort of a, I don't know, it was it was a, a, kind of a throwback. Now that I lived through these days, I mean, I was born in the late 60s, but, you know, it wasn't too far from whenever things were going on. And, um, like the civil rights stuff. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I happen to be biracial. I'm half uh, black and half white. So, uh, you know, those kind of issues were always, you know, interesting to me growing up uh, and understanding, you know, where half of my people and what they went through and whatnot. But um, uh, but listen to this. So not only do we have to use the butternut room, which is a conference room, you know, sort of off the beaten path of the hallway. It was like east of the crapper. Um, we were next to the crapper, yes. Uh for me, for us to get around and even get into the room to introduce our episode, she had said we we ha I'd, I have to go in through the back way. Uh huh. Almost like the servant quarters. Yeah, I had to go through the back entrance, and luckily there's a hallway that can that ran off another side of the um of the uh, of, of the dealer's room where we, where our table is that ran. There's like a little network of hallways that are you know sort of behind that don't connect to the uh it was like the back alleyway yeah i mean there's other ways to get into these other rooms and what and, and stuff and they had another restroom back there and another restroom right where i didn't you know cause any problems with my mask and everything because i didn't want to take this thing on and off just to take a whiz it was just that was just too much you know on and off with the sweaty mask once i'm acclimated in that thing you know people ask me how do you wear that thing all day look I, I, look, I, because it's fun, um, people get a kick out of it. I do it for the love of the, of the character and the love of, of what we do. Um, and to be quite honest, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, once, like I said, I get, it's like it's my own little, you know, uh, ecosystem in there, you know, in that mask. <laughs> and once I'm acclimated, I'm good, you know. I guess the equivalent of that for me, like, what if she said, well, you have to take your contact lens out every nah, time you yeah, go to the lobby. Then, then deal over. Because when it, you put your wig back, or when you put your mask back on, then we have to fix the hair. Right. Well, we'll check the ears. But it's not as bad as, like, taking that contact in and out. Um, or what if you have to take, that's not your real hair, take your wig off. We want to, we need to see what your real hair color is. Because if you do something, someone will say it's a brunette, and meanwhile, you're really a redhead. You know, But you're not, I'm just saying, for example. Right, right, right. How do they know? You know, right. if you're giving a description so, of somebody. And there were other people with masks, and they did take yeah. theirs off in the lobby. You know, Well, so they, they, the clown makeup people couldn't. Well, there there was the a guy. Yes, yes, there's a guy, and he goes by the name of Pappy the Clown. And uh, he works for different haunted houses, and, and nice guy. But, yeah, he was wearing all these prosthetics, um, like, to me, you know, an exaggerated, like, yeah, evil fake, yeah, clown face. Yeah, the clown chin and the cheek, high cheekbones. And and they wanted him to take face. his mask off. He couldn't. He couldn't. I mean, you've got all this stuff glued on. You can't just take that off. But his eyes were showing. So they're like, oh, well, we'll let it slide because we could see your eyes. Um, Which makes no sense, but all right. And he was wearing contact lenses, too, so you couldn't even tell his real eye color. Right. So it's it's it's... it's it makes me wonder. If he might people... have been. I looked at him later. I don't think he was wearing contacts. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was too. But he, that doesn't matter. How, how do they know he wasn't? You know, it I doesn't mean? matter. It kind of puts a damper on um, people wanting to dress up for these shows, and it makes me wonder if I hope these people come back because it's still a good convention. It's not. Um, Look, most about ninety nine percent of the people there, that go there, there I'd say ninety nine point five percent, nine percent, they don't dress up. It's not a cosplay event. So um, but I there think are this was players. This might have been a bigger issue at uh, at like Monster Bash. If you? if this were OhioCon, no way. Right, yeah, or Monster Bash. Yeah, seemed, you're right. They seemed a little naive uh, at the at, at the venue at the event. It's not like I could see if some guy runs in there with a monster mask on, caught. But they don't have. I don't know what past history they have with that problem. It's some corporate person that sat up there and had five extra minutes in their day and said, "I don't like what's going on in the world." All these shootings are happening, and none of these shooters wore masks, but okay, that's one way I can try to protect people, is by not letting a masked person walk around. Without getting, a horror convention? 
Yeah. What about Jason or or, or, or or Michael Myers? You know, those guys are masked people. Mm-hmm. You get you could potentially have a lot of people walking around there with masks that want to emulate them. Horror Hound, forget well, it. Horror Hound, everyone's in a costume. Forget it. Right. Every, Days of the Dead, that's another big show where everyone's in a costume. That's true. They couldn't do that there. And they would have to know, look, there are a lot of people. Maybe it's because they don't have, maybe, maybe they do know that a lot of people don't wear masks. So the ones that do wear masks or might come. But, but Cinema Wasteland no. has never had a history of people acting out violently, from what I know. Like, no, not as, no. It, the convention people are the least likely to do anything like that. I've I seen mean, we're a few all times. There's only been a few times I've seen an ambulance there. And that was because somebody got hurt hurt themselves maybe passed out or something maybe that i don't even know i can't even tell you why but i never i've never seen a fight in the in the lobby no i've never seen anyone fight or pull out a weapon but then i mean but these hotels they don't have metal detectors to check their bags these get a lot of time you know and i I get it it's a corporate decision and i mean why'd they let that one guy walk in with what 30 guns 50 guns one guy in las vegas with what like 20 suitcases in las vegas somehow snuck up 35 36 How you know, would you giant all weapons that sh- crap in well one at a time but that but again you know no masks so why worry anyway um, yeah we're getting close to the end of uh, the first half of our show uh, we're gonna uh, play you something here and uh, be back right after it so we'll see you in a few Jax. God bless you. I don't need any outside help. <laughs> Ajax Mortuary, where deadliness is next to godliness. Uh-oh. You keep sending them over, and we'll keep putting them down. Way down. Way down upon the Swanee. Yes! God bless you. What are you, some sort of religious fanatic? (laughs) What do you want, anyway? I was looking for a funeral house. You're in like a porch climber. Ajax Mortuary's the name. Death is the game. (laughs) Well, deal me in. My brother's dead. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. He's... He's not breathing, I hope. No, heck no. He quit doing that about an hour before he turned blue. <laughs> Magnificent. How did he go? Well, as near as we can figure, he got a hold of a bad batch of chili con carne. <laughs> that can be lethal. Boy, it sure turned his light off, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> God bless you. <sighs> Uh, he was insured, of course. I don't know whether he had a piece of the rock or not. <laughs> I, I realize that at times like these, it's a, it's a real bummer to discuss finance. Don't worry about it, partner. He's dead, and somebody's got to pick up the slab tail. <laughs> I get that money if I gotta kill somebody. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's my brother, you know. I gotta stand good for him. Our whole family's that way. Straight arrow. Ain't no stiffs among us, Mr. Uh... Mr. Jethro. Oh? Cornelius Jethro. 93, death row. <laughs> At your service. <laughs> you sound like you really dig your work. <laughs> well, as I always say... You don't have to smoke and drink to have fun. <laughs> By the way, where is your brother? Oh, Larney, I stuffed him in the freezer so he wouldn't spoil on you. <laughs> Boy, that was thoughtful of you, but he is dead. Oh, he's gone. 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 Gone to the great chili parlor in the sky. <laughs> All around the chili beans, in the chili con carne, round the rancid Hamburg, pop! Goes along in. I'll tell you, old Arnie, he'd have done that. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, listen, I'm running real short on cabbage, you know what I mean? What, what's lowest you'll go? I mean, what, what, what's lowest you put a guy down for? 89.50 and we'll put him down. Way down. Way down south in the land of God. God bless you. What did you say? I said God bless you. You're not some sort of priest, are you? <laughs> no, no, look now, first, this 89.50 job, how's that work? You come pick them up? Well, we have been awfully busy. Things have been piling up. <laughs> well, stiff as that sucker is, I guess it wouldn't be no trick to balance them on the back of my Honda. <laughs> is... That is... I was time on with some bailing wire. I, get, I should be able to get him down there before it thaws. Where are you at again? 93 Death Row. We'll be expecting you. Okay. Thank you and goodbye. Sebastian, drop whoever you're doing. <laughs> We've got a live one. <laughs> Could be a song, could be some kind of wacky, weird monster bit out there from an old record. Who knows? What's that? They can't see that. I don't know. I'm just making a face. Okay, if you can always see the faces she makes. But um, yeah, well, we're talking about uh, what happened at Cinema Wasteland, uh, April uh, 2018. Um, and we just talked about uh, the big mask debacle that Grim Gory had. Uh, you know, again, people assuming that he's wearing a mask is a very big insult, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a mask, but... Well, this is behind the scenes, so we could talk about it. That's but Grim Gory, no, no, he does not wear a mask. Yeah, come on. He's Grim Gory. He's a Grim Gory. He doesn't, you know... Yeah. He's been around Cleveland for a long, long time. <laughs> he's the backbone of Cleveland. But anyway, um... Anyways, so, um... What yeah, else happened? despite all that, it went, 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 went well. Um, Saturday's, uh... So, Saturday, the, the vendor's room is open from, like, 10 in the morning till 7 in the evening. Mm -hmm. And then, at, like, 8 o'clock, starts a ghastly ghoul's night at the movies. But it's... He doesn't really show a movie. Right. It's just sort of a, a fun title. Uh, who knows? Maybe they started off doing it, but I don't think so. The guy's a pretty funny, humorous dude, and he probably just thought it was a good, like, sort of a like, fake... Because everything's there cinema-oriented or, or movie-oriented, so that was just his... Uh, it's a night at the movies, but there's no movie. Well, there's movie trivia. There's a built-in joke. Um, yeah, well... If, if you don't know, A. Gasly Ghoul is from Dayton, Ohio. Um, he is a horror movie host, and uh, he's also a radio DJ. Very nice guy. And he's my um, uh, Uncle Gasly. He was the first of the ghoul type of characters to uh, welcome me into the horror host family when, before we were even Mummy and the Monkey when I hosted Daughter of the Ghoul. Yeah, his real name is Bob, Bob Hinton. So you can check him out on Facebook uh, if you want to look, look him up and see what he's up to. Um, but yeah, he does a, a really fun show full of trivia a uh, little mini game shows, all kinds of wackiness goes up there. You competed in one of the things. You competed in a, a screaming contest, and you lost it. I lost it because I was losing my voice, but I thought, I'll just uh, go up and play a game because they were looking for volunteers. And again, he and his wife uh, are in a band called Splattertude. It's basically him, uh, Gasly on a uh, bass guitar, uh, Miss Gasly. You call her Miss Gasly. Suspira. Suspira. Yeah, is with, but uh, I call her Mrs. Gasly. Yeah, she's on vocals. And their drummer, Lou, um, yeah, they comprise pretty much. And they have a guitarist there. Now, that guy I'm not really familiar with. Um, and sometimes they change them out, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, but uh, forgive me for not remembering your name, dude. But uh, if you look up Splattertooth out there, there might be some uh, some credentials on who's who um, on guitar when they have a guitarist there. 
but uh, they always usually rock the joint. And we use one of their songs called Monster Trap for the intro for our show. So the song you hear in the beginning of uh, Living the Scream is a song by Splattertude called Monster Trap. So there you go. Very cool. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. But um, we also had the pleasure of uh, uh, talking to a fellow uh, uh, that we were really, um, that we're big fans of, a uh, fellow named... Oh. Well, it all started with Orson Welles. That's right. Well, Orson Welles was there. They had a special <laughs> guest up on stage, and they did a game show with Orson Welles. It was pretty funny. Um, but then uh, we um, talked to Orson afterwards, and it turned out to be our old friend, Bob Ferguson. Uh, he uh, used to draw like artwork for uh, Big Chuck and Little John uh, back in the day. Some of the cards that they would show uh, between skits or Welcome Back from the movie, he would do art for that. Um, he did some t-shirt stuff for them. There's some images of Big Chuck and Little John that are very, very iconic that Bob drew. And um, uh, it was fun to, to talk to him again. It's been a while, a couple of years since we last talked to him. Uh, last time I'd have been at the, the board's uh, Halloween uh, festival. Oh, yeah, Hunting you're right. There. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, time passes. Uh, and before you know it, you know, a couple years go by. So it was fun to touch base with him. And here he was been up to lately, and uh, he owns like a, a a shoe store, like a cobbler shop in Akron. A shoe oh, cool! Cobbler. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he lived in Akron. Yeah. Um, but we were trying to get him uh, to be a part of one of our shows, whether it be a podcast or um, one of our Harry Scary Hangout live shows. Ooh. I just think it would be great to have him on and just pick his brain a little bit and talk. Uh, Talk about horror hosting and monster movies. Yeah, because he loves all of that stuff. So it would be really cool to have him on as a guest. I think he'd uh, get a kick out of it because I know we would. So Yeah. yeah. So Good if, people. If you're listening out there, Bob, you know, uh, we'll be in touch and hopefully uh, we can figure something out. And, uh, and talk to you and have you on the show. It would be great. Yay. Woohoo. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, and right before Cinema Wasteland, Ooh. I was able to book our, um, to get our reservations for Monster Bash. Oh. So we have a table reserved. Yay. We have a room reserved. Ooh. And we will be at Monster Bash in Mars, Pennsylvania this summer. I guess they're doing another full weekend one in October. Too. Wow. And at same location or in Ohio? Same location. Wow. Isn't that crazy? October won't be neat. Now we got Galarty Fest, uh, which is also in a, well, Wastelands in October, beginning of October. Glarty mm -hmm. Fest, more than likely, right at the end of October after Halloween. or No, around. actually, it's middle of October this year. What, Glarty Fest? Yeah, oh, and then geez. there's changes to Glarty Fest. Um, that's a convention here Wowzers. in Northeast Ohio that we go to. Instead of La Villa Party Center, they're having it at the Berea Fairgrounds. That's and right. it's middle of October. Where it all started. That's where they had the first one, first couple. We're, at the, uh, we're, we're there at the uh, Berea Fairgrounds, so... It's uh, kind of gone full circle where they've been. That's cool. Yep, and it sounds like Little John is uh, spearheading it. and uh, awesome. Along with Ron Garstick, uh, the Garstick family. And um, there was rumor that it was going to be the last one, but you said you talked with Son of Ghoul yesterday. Yeah, on the way out of the, uh, out of the venue, we were packing our cars up. Uh, because we had heard that, um, and there was rumors just going around of uh, this being the last, possibly possibly. The last uh, Big Chuck and Little John Goularty Fest, um, which we didn't want that to, to be true because uh, we're just selfish and love those guys and what they do and and, and the show itself. We like uh, you know vending there and being part of the stage show. It's a real real honor to us um, to be involved. Uh, but yeah, we heard those rumors and uh, we're just asking around to see if uh, anyone else had heard them, if they can you know confirm or deny anything. You know, people would have more information than us and uh, talk to Son of Ghoul. Um, and he had said, ah, that's just a rumor. Um, at, at first, uh, you know, like little John might have said something like that. But uh, ultimately, this probably won't be the last one. So just quash those rumors of anything like that. Everyone just stopped talking about it. First. But at the same time, it's good um, to see them while they're here. Because we never, we never know. I mean, little John's in his... 70s Oof. big chucks in his 80s yeah so it's not unrealistic to, to, to think something like that at some point obviously all good things come to an end uh but again like we're selfish and, and don't want this to come to an end so we're, we're cool to hear that it's that that was just a rumor so good so it is that is good to hear yes yeah. so yeah because cleveland they, they are the probably the biggest part of cleveland's uh 
horror host, movie host history. They were on for so long, over 40 years collectively. Um, and Goulardi before them, you know, and that's where Chuck Sudowski, Big Chuck, started on Goulardi's show. And actually pioneered a lot of the stuff Goulardi did with Goulardi, um, with Ernie Anderson, uh, suggesting green screening into the movie. Some of the sound bites and sound effects that they still use to this day on their DVDs. And uh, up until the end of their show in, in 20, uh, 2006. I mean, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, the impetus of why I wanted to become or even have fun doing a horror-hosted show. You know, they made it fun for me growing up as a kid. I always wanted to do something like that. It made me want to do something like that. Uh, and here I am doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, those guys are great and I want to see them continue as long as they're comfortable with it. And they're having fun, so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, every region had their own horror host. Every city had their own horror host. Um, like in Indiana, Sammy Terry. In New York, Zachary. Yeah. He was like their goulardy. So, and it, it, I, oh, I think I've talked about this before or asked, but didn't really hear anything back. If there were international movie hosts... So, like, if someone on Canada hosted a movie, or someone on Canada TV, you know what I meant? Canadian TV. Canadian TV. On Canada TV. Canada TV. You're uh, watching Canada TV. <laughs> if someone in the UK knew of a character that was on TV late at night that played a scary monster movie, you know, let us know. We would love to hear the stories. And it, it's cool because just when you think you've heard of them all, someone will come up to us and say, hey, do you remember so-and-so? And someone asked us about a, a movie host that was on in Columbus, Ohio. What was the name? Damon Zex. Damon Zex. And I guess he was on public access cable in Columbus for maybe five years, ten years. Right, right. So I've never heard of him. but No, we're going to be looking him up and uh, seeing what that was all about. Because it's always fun. I love uh, looking up stuff like that and learning more about uh, horror host, movie host history. No matter where they're from, you know, and it would be mm -hmm. nice to know, like Janet said, is have, are is there a history of any of this overseas, you know, in different parts of the world, other than other than America, you know, it would be it would be interesting, or was it or was it just an American type of thing, you know, yeah, a I true mean, American institution? It may have been, but so I mean, America. so far I haven't heard of anything, but maybe maybe there were, mm -hmm. you know, just when you think you you know everything about old TV or classic TV history another character will pop up in the mix. Right, right. So, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. And if you want to write to us, give us some feedback, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, check us out on themummyandthemonkey.com. We have links to our email, our Facebook, our mailing address, yes. our Instagram. You can write us at themummyandthemonkey at gmail.com. Yes. Again, all that's on our website. But So, can we talk about cut. reselling? No. No. Are we done with, are we gonna wrap up Wasteland? Are we done with Cinema Wasteland? Are we done talking about Wasteland coverage? No, there's some interesting stuff that happened still. Did, so did we miss something? We, on Sunday we were standing there uh mining our own beeswax, selling our stuff. And uh guy comes up uh, probably in his like probably it's a mid sixties, early to mid sixties. <gasps> oh uh, that guy. And we did we so we had some stuff uh, from the Thrift Crypt, which is a little uh kitschy and there's some cool stuff there. Um, and some of it's a little, I'd say adult, but you know, it's just, it's like cheesecakey type stuff. Yeah. We had one, uh, a poster of a, a woman, uh, it was a calendar from 1968 or something like that, right? Um, it was a 1989 calendar, but yeah. it had a, a 1960s yeah. picture and it was, yeah. a, it was a vintage Cleveland calendar with a pinup girl on it. Yeah. She had a big beehive hair doing just a side, uh, bosom type of thing going on. But anyway, this guy walks up to us. And he looks, and we start talking. He goes, that's a nice calendar. We're like, oh, thanks. He goes, oh, it's too bad. You, you know, with things going on the way there are nowadays, you just can't touch. And, uh, you know, you wind up going to jail like uh, that uh, Weinstein guy. It's like, we're yeah. like, I'm standing there going, are you saying that you are sad because you can't grope a woman and not get in well, trouble for well, it? Well, I flat out told him, well, you shouldn't be grabbing anyone, male or female, without their permission. Right. I said, yeah, they should get in trouble Jeez, for that's it. twice I had to put her, uh, I had to sort of make sure she didn't fly off the hand. I wanted to murder this guy. Hey. But I had to I had to bite my tongue and, and just say it in a nicer why way. Just let him, why don't you just let him grab your tongue? Uh, no, I would, <laughs> I would have murdered him. Well, wow, okay, those are pretty harsh words from such a nice mummy. <laughs> but um, I have a temper when I hear stuff like uh, that. No kidding. 
Um, well, uh, yeah, and I didn't agree with it either, of course. I mean... So so a guy should have ran up and grabbed his butt. He must love Bill Cosby. Should have should have uh, copped a field. We should ask him how he feels about Bill Cosby. Oh, God, no. He's my favorite still. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, it was just an odd thing. That, you know, it was beyond chauvinistic because this is more of a someone who's like a mauler. You know, they just want to go up there and like a masher, or they used to call him. You know, someone that would want to just... Uh, just do whatever he's allowed to. I mean, you, you're trying to defend Harvey so, Weinstein. Like, so, so that's okay to just show your genitals and grab people. Hey, it's a family show. I didn't. Show, I no, didn't it's say, of course it's not. I don't know why. Know? Does Does he even know the whole story? This old guy. I don't know. I mean, it's common sense. You don't grab someone without their permission. Okay. I don't know why that's so difficult to understand. Do I have permission to grab you? No, not right now. Whoa. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. So what? But I still want your permission. Um, wow, she's strict. But uh, anyway, but that was weird. I mean, that was sort of out of nowhere. And I don't know what he thought I was going to say. Like, yeah, man, she be able to do whatever you want to do. They're sitting around there. He was looking at me while saying it like I'm supposed to agree with him. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's okay. Shoo a pudding. You could touch me. No, no, that's not cool, dude. Ugh. And, um, but a cool thing that happened, and uh, I can't believe he almost uh, didn't bring this up. Is we're standing there minding our business and having a good time, and it got better. This uh, one dude walked up to us and tell much, telling us how much of a fan he was. Uh, actually, there's another guy that talked to us about uh, how he work. He's a film student, and he wants to shoot a documentary about horror hosts, and he wants to interview us. Oh, that's right. So that was pretty. Yeah, cool. I'm hoping we hear from him soon. Yeah, yeah, we got to, we gave him our info, uh, but then another fellow walks up and uh, and uh, tells us that he has a certain kind of uh, display. Uh, f- uh, for Pepsi. He goes, you remember back in the 80s whenever uh, Universal got together with Pepsi and uh, they did a dis- Frito-Lay and, and they, they put together a thing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those Halloween displays with the monsters yeah, on it. Yeah, half remembering any of this stuff. But I'm like agreeing with him. But he goes, I got something out in the car if you want to you know, trade uh, your episode, you know, your, your DVD episodes of your, DVDs of your episodes uh, for this thing. And he's describing it. And I kind of got an idea what it is. This guy brings in this folded up, huge, it must be 12 feet long when you unfold it. It's probably in four, three foot sections. And it is beautiful. It is a display with illustrations of Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein. Who else is on there? Uh, I think that, you think you covered it. It folds out. This, it has all the monsters on it's it. It's got some Dorito logos and stuff like that. It folds down and it's like three, um, how should I say that? It's, it folds it's three accordion. times. It's accordion. Like an accordion. Yeah. But it's pretty big. It's almost the size of like a fireplace mantle. When you unfold it, it's, it's probably close to 12 feet long. I could be wrong, but it's pretty big. I don't know if it's, maybe like eight. Well, I don't know. We it didn't measure be, it. It could be eight feet wide. I don't know. But, but it's I a, would say the size of a, of, yeah. a, a regular fireplace it's a big, mantle. It's a huge display, store display, cardboard back. It's in amazing condition for the age of it. You know, hasn't been beat up and bumped around. Some of the edges are a little bent, but the yeah, but coloring that's is fine. really There's nice. There's no fading. It's not torn up and yeah, ripped up. Yeah, the coloring is nice. The edges are, always get beat up from transporting. I mean, you can't help that unless you have it in a box or something for its entire life. But other than that, this thing is amazing. And he opened it up. We opened it up on the floor, you know, or, you know, I say on the floor in, in the aisleway uh, at the convention. And you heard people going, oh, look at that. They were flipping out. Yeah, there were a handful of people just kind of staring. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God. So when we packed everything up, we made sure that, like, we didn't want someone walking off with that. Or it tr- looks like it's pretty cool. Or trying to offer the guy some money on the spot because we basically traded him, you know, 12, I say 13, close to 14 of our DVDs for it. And he loved it. He was happy. We were very happy. I just don't know whether we're going to try seller. I mean, this thing is really cool. This is how it will segue into the seller thing. But, oh, there we go. But but to wrap it up with uh, with Wasteland, we had a great time. Looking forward to October show. Um, we'll we have a have, table reserved for the October show. Yeah, and they have a My Bloody Valentine reunion uh, from the uh, old uh, movie, My Bloody Valentine. A lot of the people from that will be there, along with Tom Sullivan and Tom Savini is supposed to be back. Tom Savini's back. Make That'll up. be, I think, maybe his third or fourth visit to Wasteland. Yeah, um, yeah I've talk, talked to him before. 
Pittsburgh makeup artist extraordinaire. Yeah, and this time, uh, you know, they had D. Wallace, PJ Souls, Michael Berryman. I've met all those guys before at previous Wastelands, and I think I have their autographs that I still need to frame. They had the uh, the black actor from Battlestar Galactica was there too. I didn't know he was. I, I saw his picture, but gosh, I mean, some people just uh, age a certain way. He looked good. I just didn't recognize him. Oh, uh, in, in I didn't new, know. In his newer photo, and uh, the the little girl from Man, uh, the movie Manos Hands of Fate was there. The one person I wish I would have talked to did not get a chance to, because we're working that table hard, guys, and, uh, and it's it's tough out there. When we would go to check the guest tables, they had lines of people, like right. they were busy too. It was just a busy weekend, so we didn't get to talk to as many people as we would like. Yeah, there were a few guests we missed, but and uh, you know what? If you watch our show, the Harry Scary Hangout this uh, Friday, we'll probably do a little mini A hall, as we call it, an awesome hall, because um, that's what A stands for, awesome. Um, and some of the stuff we got, we got comic books, a lot of DVDs, and a couple other little goodies. Uh, so uh, I picked we'll, out a few things, and we'll probably show that uh, the monster sign too. You know, at the walk it across the screen, but it'll be fun. And I won a monkey. And she won a monkey, so you'll see all the stuff if you tune into the Mummy and the Monkeys Harry Scary Hangout this Friday, April thirteenth at ten p.m. Eastern. Cool. Yep. Log in and, and have fun. So going into the selling part of it, right? Um, with family visiting and with the convention, the store was pretty much on a little spring break. I had it where people could shop by appointment because I couldn't be there all the time. But I will be returning tomorrow. Radio. I have a lot of work to do and um, been selling on eBay still, and that's pretty steady, but a little uh. slow because I I had for certain days we were on vacation mode. Because uh, I didn't want to get dinged for shipping items late if we were away for the weekend or something. Right. Um, so getting back into the swing of things, and I have piles of stuff to list. I just have piles. <laughs> Ow. Oh, jeez. Well, speaking of piles. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Pile. The, the building maintenance has to uh, check the certain parts of the building. I guess there's a mouse problem. There's a mouse about. Well, it's, it's an apartment <laughs> building. That's not a big surprise. It's an old building, so it's to be expected with old houses and buildings. But yeah, it's just a lot of uh, prepping and getting back into the swing of things to uh, get more stuff sold. And I um, did start a Poshmark account to sell some clothing on. Mm -hmm. Haven't really done much with it yet. Just kind of uh, cruising or perusing on there. Whoa. To see how people do things mm -hmm. and what, what people look for. Right. Um, I did have an Etsy account, but I, I actually took it down. I canceled my Etsy account. Because I couldn't work with you? So I only had like three things listed on there. And one of them sold after a few months. And I got an email saying that it sold, but the payment was pending. So I thought, okay, maybe the customer needed a few days to pay. No big deal. I'll mm -hmm. check it later. Right. Well, then I got emails saying that um, I need to go in and update my payment info for something to go through. Right. So I said, I, I thought, okay, I'll go in and adjust it. Well, it's saying, it was saying that my account was suspended and I had to adjust what? my payment info. Well, I go to click on it to make the changes that they want me to do or, or to check something, maybe with the banking. And it won't even let me click in there. Huh. So I called Etsy yesterday on Sunday night when we got home, because I guess they're open all the time. Guy called me back saying, well, that's weird. I'll, I'll notify technical support and get back to you. Well, he never got back to me. And Etsy sent me a generic email um, saying that I need to uh, check my payment info and make sure it's correct or something like that. Oh, Same link as before. I click on it. I go to my profile. It's not letting me do anything because it's still saying it's suspended. So I went to some tab and I just canceled it today. I'm like, done. eBay isn't that complicated. Why is Etsy being a pain in the butt? Well. So that was my short-lived experience with Etsy. You might go back to it. You never know. Yeah, but for now, I just don't want to mess with it because I just thought that wasn't very professional that they didn't fix the issue. You know, and that's, I lost a sale because of it. Well, I mean, but but at the same time, oh, you're talking about um, getting a, um, what was the other account? Oh, a Poshmark. You just said that. Yeah, I just created a Poshmark account like yesterday or the day before. 
I don't have anything for sale on there yet, but yeah. I'm just trying to uh, learn it. Learn the, uh, learn the Right, the system. App. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So for some nicer clothes, like designer stuff, or maybe things that are new with tags, I could put them on there. But most of the time, I'll just be doing eBay or Facebook. Right. Huh. Oh, you looked up that Damon Zex guy. Yeah, look at this. I'll have to check some of this out later. It's Damon Zex. Okay, I got it. Damon Zex. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll check this out some later tonight. Kind of see what this guy's all about. It looks really weird. And I, there's some stuff I'm looking at right now. I can't believe what I'm seeing, but... He looks like a he looks a like goth. a super nineties goth. Well, they said he was kind of gothy, so the makeup looks like he's a mime. Uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's weird. Okay, there he is, right there. What's this? Two thousand twelve, huh? Yeah, this guy goes. Oh, he was on. Uh, oh, he was on Jerry Springer. Okay, man, it's just so crazy how much stuff out there. Look at that. His videos have a couple thousand views. Yeah, we have to check this dude out. So yeah, we heard about that. Now I'm really curious. So we'll be looking at that once we sign off with you. Um, so, uh, reselling, now we, it's been, a, like you said, it's been on, uh, on a little bit of a hold and you're trying to read structure the shop and we got a big show coming up this Friday the 13th on top of our big movie show. Hopefully we'll get home in time enough to do this. So thing. two events in one day. It's going to be a crazy we're really, day. We're, we're pushing really, the heck out of it. Really ambitious here. Are we going to be able to get home in time to do this on Friday? We're going to have to. Oh boy. Or just start the video on our phone. Yeah, it's not but the then same we can't thing. show the movie. movie. Right, so we have to be. It has to be all ready to go when we get home. Run right upstairs and start doing the movie. Well, or the show. Yeah. Um, show so, stops at eight. Shows so at ten. So we have right? two local artists that will be in our shop. That um, Rick and Sergio, Surge and Destroy. Um, they have an Instagram. I think it's called like Official Surge and Destroy. S E R G. And I shared it on my and our uh, Mummy and Monkey Instagram too. It's like a mini toy fair. They do custom figurines. They um, paint really cool, like graffiti art on vinyl. They design their own pins and different merchandise, little characters they create. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have their stuff set up, and it's going to be like a little mini toy fair in the shop. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they have all kinds of stuff. Cool artwork. Uh, they do artwork on the old record uh, vinyl LPs where they spray paint and um, uh, we call it screen print and things like that. Uh, different images, uh, pop culture stuff, monster horror stuff. They might even have a Mummy and the Monkey one, for all I know. Who knows? We'll see. Whoa, that would be um, cool. Yeah. So uh, they do, and they might do some, uh, you know, on-site art stuff, not demonstrations. but like actually, an art demo. Yeah, they might be working on some artwork live, you know, while they're there. And they're going to be there, you probably already said it, from, uh, was it uh, 3 to 8? 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. at 13349 Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio at the Thrift Crypt. Yes, that's right. The Mummy right. and the Monkeys Thrift Crypt Shop. Right, so. Um, and if you are not in the area and can't make it, check our Instagram post. Uh, look those guys up. Pretty much any painting or anything you want, they can paint and, and make for you. All right, probably and, shoot some footage there too, so. Yes. Um, the, the following show. So yeah, it, it's a, it's crazy. There's a lot going on, but a lot of it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we're grateful that it's 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 going good, it and is. I just have to have to hustle harder. Yes, yeah, so as, do I. Uh, yes. As the YouTuber Craigslist hunter would say. That's right, and we all do. Yeah, we all do. So yeah, so a lot of cool stuff coming up uh, for the Mummy and the Monkey and the Thrift Crypt as well. Uh, excited about the new sh about the new Harry Scary. Hopefully, we can uh, pull this one off. With our first movie shown uh, on this new format. Um, we're hoping more people watch and uh, talk to us. We love interacting um, with, uh, with the listener, or the watchers, the viewers. And uh, and if you can't watch it during the air time, you can always comment later. That's right. You know, I do check the YouTube comments. Monkey Man checks the comments too. And um, special thanks to our friends, fans, and fiends out there. That's right. To Dino, Dino E. Welt again. Dino and Ted. Uh, from the Late Late Horror Show and mm -hmm. Horror Town on iTunes. Yeah, check them out too. They got a great show. Um, talk about horror movies. Uh, they really get into the nitty gritty, into the nuts and bolts of uh, a specific movie for the night, right? Yeah, they're very detail oriented. Um, so they they know the if they watch a movie, they know the ins and outs, and they'll do a whole video about every little thing. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of nuts out there about stuff like that. So, yeah, this is definitely something you geek out over. Check out the Dino and Ted show. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, um, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we got a few minutes left here. 
Um, Dino, you need to pick up your hat, or we need to deliver it to you. Yeah, one or the other. Nah, it's <laughs> We're saving all... a bowler hat for him. It's still there at the shop. That's right. We'll uh, we'll save it for him. Um, and uh, ooh, uh, gosh, I got to get uh, done here so I can edit these things and put them together. Yeah. So no rest uh, for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. But I, I guess oh, I hear that. I hear that oh, music. Oh, there's. I knew that. it was coming up. Uh, oh, it's so it's so bittersweet, but. Uh, it's about that time to wrap up this episode of Living, Living the, the Scream. Scream. I want to thank you all for listening. And again, if you want to check us out, look at or go to themummyandthemonkey.com. All right? Thanks so much, guys. Good night. Good Friday. See you later, alligators. <laughs> Ooh. All right. That's it. That's it. easier to say than do You tell me that you don't want my loving And there's nothing 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 I can do It's easy to say